everyone, and welcome to another episode of Club and Resort Talks. I'm Rob Thomas, and uh, I'd like to tell you right now that our sponsor is Yamaha Golf Car, which sets the standard of performance, versatility, and comfort for golf, utility, and personal transportation vehicles to inspire enjoyable experiences on and off the golf course. From the Drive 2 collection to the UMAX lineup, Yamaha continuously creates industry firsts and stays proven as the easy choice. Learn more at yamahagolfcar.com. Now we got that out of the way. Let's throw it over to Phil Karen. Phil, how's it going? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. What's in the news? What have you what have you been seeing? Well, a lot of interesting stuff going on right now. Um I saw Territory Golf and Country Club um near Duncan, Oklahoma. I thought this story was interesting because we recently well, I moderated a webinar a few weeks ago with Barbara Perkins where she was talking about how to deal with, uh, how to engage with members who are on a wait list for a club. And this club, Territory Golf and Country Club, um, they're seeing an increasing number of new memberships and member inquiries from nearby drive markets, such as you know, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Fort Worth. And I guess it's being driven by, you know, growing wait lists that happen at, at clubs in those places as well. So people who are on those wait lists are looking elsewhere to perhaps, um, find a club that has a shorter wait list or perhaps not even a wait list at all. So I thought that was an interesting story to see that uh, going on there. And they're seeing an, an uptick in the number of um, members they have coming in because you have people on long wait lists that are looking to see if they can jump into something sooner. Funny story. Um, when I left the newspaper industry and first joined Buffalo communications on the PR side, the territory was one of my clients Rick and Barbara Brott are really big in uh, they're the owners. They were really big in the uh, University of Oklahoma uh, community, uh, band boosters like like you wouldn't believe. Um, terrific people, and I'm glad that they're seeing success. Uh, I had the pleasure of taking Brad Klein, who was a Golf Week Raider at the time, up from Dallas Love Field in a tiny little four-seat prop plane uh, through a storm oh, from wow. Dallas to to. Duncan, Oklahoma. And it was, uh, it was a bumpy ride. Uh, not very comfortable for me, but um, great experience. And uh, the, the property has, has kept growing. Uh, housing around it has been going. And I believe uh, we also ran a story last week about Capstone Hospitality partnering with the territory and mm -hmm. um, doing more for the member engagement. So um, there, uh, everything's up, up, up. Trajectory is looking good for the territory. I'm happy to see it. Yeah, excellent. Um, speaking of, of going up, up the, I was excited to see this story this week because actually this was a subject of a past podcast, uh, grass clippings, uh, the company that's at Rolling Hills, uh, golf course in Tempe, Arizona, uh, reopened the golf course there on November 3rd. And they're looking to here at the start of December to open up and have Arizona's first fully lighted golf course. Um, they're working right now, I guess I'm finalizing LED installation of LED lighting around the property and everything. Uh, but that was exciting to me because I had a chance to speak with uh, Pete Wilson, who's one of the co-founders of Grass Clippings. It's he and a group of friends who co-founded uh, the company, and they are now getting ready to uh, open this up and kind of an exciting concept to have nighttime golf, not as a not as a novelty, if you will, but as a regular part of, of the game of golf. And I think I would imagine you'd be excited. I know I'm excited about the concept of it. And I'm excited to see how they do with that. That uh, should be very interesting. 
Yeah, I know you and I talked about it. So after this podcast, uh, after our guest, I'd like for everybody, if possible, to go back and uh, we'll put the picture, what it looks like, over mm -hmm. my shoulder. Uh, I'd like to everybody to go back and, and rewatch that podcast or watch it for the first time if they hadn't seen it. And uh, certainly log on to clubresortbusiness.com to read the article. Uh, fascinating stuff going on there and uh, really exciting. It is. And actually, as I was reading it, too, it looks looks like a great setup they're going to have. They're going to be adding a hilltop bar, a patio bar, a renovated clubhouse, an activity lawn and video display, all kinds of stuff. And I, I thought this was interesting because I, I know when Pete and I spoke back in September, he wasn't really sure what how the hours were going to be. He was going to kind of consult with the people who are in charge of, you know, of course, of maintaining the course to know, well, how much time are we going to need and everything. Uh, interesting is I just was looking at that here again uh, play is going to be available nightly until midnight each time starting there uh, December 1st so exciting stuff to see how that turns out and of course out in Arizona that's you know it's odd here in Ohio of course we're kind of ending golf season in Arizona it's sort of the upside down world they're just starting up again here with the weather being more cooperative for them so yeah I'm sure um, when it's beastly hot out there people are going to enjoy um playing golf when the sun goes down even if it's just a few hours and maybe 10 degrees cooler than it was you know all, all of a sudden it's 95 instead of 105 so exactly yeah. Uh, yeah good stuff from them absolutely and also i thought it might be nice to mention this as we're we're recording this around veterans day here so um kemper sports and its uh, family of facilities they announced that they had passed up the two million dollar mark as far as fundraising for uh, their longtime partner, Folds of Honor. And Folds of Honor is a nonprofit organization that provides educational scholarship to the families of fallen or disabled military men and women and first responders. So they've worked over the past decade, Kemper's worked closely with Folds of Honor to, to do creative programming events, fundraisers. Um, and it's all helped fund, as I understand it now, more than 400 scholarships from Folds of Honor. So. Just thought it'd be worth mentioning that as well. That was in our news as well this week. Hey, good on them and great for those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, right? To defend our country. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank all the veterans for their service. So um, one other th quick thing I'd want to mention too, Rob, we do have our here at Club and Resort Business. We are working on right now the uh, top ranked clubhouses submissions and We'll have that in our December issue. Some harder work on that. We'll be kind of looking to wrap that issue up here just after Thanksgiving here coming up. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, speaking of top ranked, tell us a little bit about our guest here today. Yes, absolutely. That leads me into that. We For our November issue, which we just recently finished and has come out now, uh, we had our ranking of top ranked pro shops for 2023. I was going to run through the top five real quick number five was uh, escondido golf and lake club in horseshoe bay texas fourth is boca west country club in boca raton florida number three is fiddler's elbow in bedminster township new jersey number two ballon isles country club in palm beach florida and the club with the number one pro shop and i don't know if rob you want to do a drum roll again let's go the Landings Golf and Athletic Club in Savannah, Georgia. So congratulations uh, to the folks uh, down there in Georgia for uh, earning our top spot this year in our top-ranked uh, pro shops for 2023. 
Uh, they do have four soft goods shops. Um, they also have a golf performance center that opened about a year and a half ago now. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, the shops I should have mentioned too, each have a different specialty. Uh, and in many cases are carrying apparel that can be worn off the golf course. And Rob, I thought that was interesting. Well, the, the people I just spoke with, we had a conversation about that. And I noticed that in the entries and going through them, we seem to have more places now offering um, apparel in their pro shops or golf shops that it can be worn off the golf course and is even intended that way. So trying to offer more services to members and their guests. So, um, but yes, it was a great conversation. It was Haley Pickering. She's a, a retail manager uh, for the golf shop. And then Scott Justman, uh, director of golf at the club, uh, just spoke about uh, they're excited to receive the honor. And they talked about the different shops they offer and the different specialties they have. Um, talked a little bit about the golf performance center as well. And uh, a, a little bit on future plans as well, but mostly just talked about what has led them to, uh, to do all this, to receive the, the top honor here from our magazine. Good conversation. Terrific. Hey, let's not waste any time. Let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of Club and Resort Talks. I'm Phil Karen, Senior Editor with Club and Resort Business. Our November issue of Club and Resort Business features our annual listing of top-ranked pro shops. This year, the club that earned the number one spot in the pro shop ranking was the Landings Golf and Athletic Club in Savannah, Georgia. Joining me today to talk about earning that top ranking is Haley Pickering, Golf Shop Retail Manager at the Landings Golf and Athletic Club, and Scott Justman. He's Director of Golf at the club. Haley and Scott, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Bill. Oh, you're welcome. First of all, congratulations on receiving the honor. And, and tell me, what does it mean to your organization, your employees and members to, to earn the recognition? I would say our first reaction when hearing that is I was excited for our team because we have a very large team in many different shops that a place so different is being recognized for their differences and membership that's supportive of that and was fine with change and everything we've gone through since COVID. Um, it was pretty cool to pass along. Great. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, Phil. It, uh, I think the team puts a lot of effort into it and, um, Haley does a great job of leading and educating our team on, you know, how retail is really a service to our membership. So to be recognized shows that, uh, you know, the service that we're providing to our membership is, is going in the right direction and um, hopefully satisfying many members. Excellent. Excellent. So, and before we get into talking about the, the pro shop facilities themselves, um, maybe one of you or both of you share sort of an overview of the club itself for our listeners talk about the club and, and the amenities you offer sure so the landings golf and athletic club as you mentioned is just outside of savannah georgia um, we are a residential community and we've got approximately seven thousand members um about half of that membership is uh our golf members and we're we're a golf and a lifestyle community so between court sports wellness center um over 11 dining outlets our membership really comes onto an island and has a lifestyle that's a, is around activity, social involvement, and golf is is a key function of that. So with with six golf courses, a golf performance center, um, four retail golf shops, there's always a lot of activity. And then we do a lot of focus on programming for our membership, whether that's in golf and food and beverage or 
social, court sports, wellness. There's always activities for our membership to do. Um, and that, that membership is really, really vast from young children all the way to those in the retirement years. Okay, very good. Uh, and then I know we have the club, as we learned through your entry, club has four different soft goods golf shops. Uh, can you talk about each shop a little bit and, and what they have to offer? Because I know it kind of varies from shop to shop. Sure. So Marshwood was our very first shop to open. We're actually coming up on 50 years for the club this next year. And so it's been the first club to be renovated. And so that shop with a fresh look about three and a half, four years ago now holds like very much like a lifestyle feel. You'll see brands such as Lululemon and new one for us is Barber, like off course product. And then we have Palmetto, which is way more traditional, has our ballroom. A lot of events happen out of that uh, location and is our largest shop by far. And then we have Oak Ridge, which sits at the same campus as our wellness center, which is our busiest campus. And we went with a more athletic feel in there. A lot of simple jackets and things that I say would be dog walking jackets. You can go get those in there. And then we have Deer Creek, which we host our Corn Ferry Tournament out of the Club Card Championship. And that is East Coast, West Coast Preppy. You see the 18th green from the shop and the marsh. And so we really pull that feel inside with the product. Okay, very good. Um, so can you, I, I, well, you mentioned a couple there, but maybe offer some other examples of because that's one trend we noticed with a lot of the entries was that clubs in their pro shops or golf shops, what we're terming it now, are offering more items that are available to people who, who don't play golf and it's apparel you can wear um, away from the golf course. Uh, maybe offer some other examples of the types of products people might see in the shops that are not, that don't fall under the traditional golf umbrella, I guess. So something that I think is interesting, like, going to the show or seminars with AGM, you see a lot of brands that actually wouldn't be in the golf sector showing up because the polo shirts all have performance. So we have Genteel as a brand that then they're a great partner where they weren't going after golf business and that's a big part of their business now. And we sell that. Um, like Turtle Sin will sell jackets that are Merino wool. Like you're not necessarily playing in a Merino wool jacket, but they were a golf brand. And then a lot of the shoes now, I see a trend where people are wearing those off the course, whether it's the pros are wearing them in the shop or they're also wearing them to dinner. That's one that's really interesting to watch is the shoe business to me. But, hmm. And then there's, I mean, a lot of the athletic brands or brands that were known for their stretch, like a brand that I'm watching, we don't currently sell, it'd be Spanx. Like they, they're like, okay, women like their product. How can we take that and transition into an on-course product? So it's cool to watch the industry evolve in that. Okay. Did it, um, can you talk about a little bit about what led to that sort of that concept of offering those types of products that are not necessarily traditionally golf oriented to offer those in the shops? What yeah. is it, is it a, overall trend you're seeing in the industry is it member feedback is it a little both and or or some other things as well i would say yes all the above oh, i mean right. when i came on and 
was talking with Scott, I was like, does it make you nervous that I don't have a golf background? He's like, no, we have enough people that know golf. We need to figure out what's going to be best for members. We're on an island. So you're 30 minutes into downtown to go to boutiques. And so what can we do to service that so you don't have to leave? We're a golf cart island. You can take your golf cart up to the grocery store. There's parking spaces for it. So why can you not buy your clothes for your Sunday brunch or your quick work drink? Why can you not buy them right here? And so that was something I think we were talking about. And then also I'm seeing a huge push with AGM members are talking about it and just in conversation overall with my sales reps. And I mean, it's going to expand your business if you have more to offer. And luckily we have a huge membership. So there's plenty of different people that have different needs. Yeah, I think to, to piggyback on what Haley just said there is, we look at we look at retail as I mentioned as a service, and uh, we looked you know you you mentioned member feedback. While sometimes a member hasn't necessarily recognized what they're looking for, watching what they're wearing, watching what their habits have been, and then looking at okay how can we provide that so that they don't have to either go online. Um, our members truly want to support the club, so if we can give them that opportunity and then create some identity, we um, you know Haley and the team have done an amazing job of as she walked through the shops of talking about, you know, what is that DNA? And we do that in the food and beverage side as well. But the member that really is looking for that lifestyle product, they don't need to go between, you know, four plus shops. They can, they can go to a specific shop of brands that they really support. Um, and they also enjoy the shopping experience. It's an activity for them to do here at the club and on the Island. Yeah. The, your thoughts here on from both of you it prompted a question that just came to mind as I listened to this and talking about them the members going to the different shops is there then is there sort of communication among the employees at the various shops it's sort of an awareness of of what a different shop is offering so that if if say a member came in looking for a certain item um that was not in this in shop a but sh but the shop a employees knew that shop b had it would you then kind of no, there would be an sure. idea of referring them to that place so that obviously you can make sure that the business is still staying there at the club. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone's pretty aware of where the brands are and who has what. And I think it's cool to actually see our members are loyal. Like, okay, I'm more of a Marshwood shopper or I'm more of an Oak Ridge shopper. And I hear it all the time, like going around to the different shops. I had a member the other day. She's like, Oak Ridge is my favorite because of this, this, and this. It's like fit or it might be certain prices, whatever it may be. And I think that, I mean, that brings me joy to know like people like different shops and they have that loyalty and then the staff will call them when new product comes in and be like, okay, I think that you might like this, come check it out. I'm going to hold it for you. And that's been really, I think, rewarding to see that staff is that engaged with membership and their needs. And then speaking of membership too, I know I, before we came on here, we were talking about the breakdown. There are many, there's a considerable number of members who, who don't play golf. Is that right, Scott? And so obviously you need to make sure you're catering to their needs as well, right? We do about 50% of our membership. Um, so, you know, about 3,500 people on the island are, are non-golfers. Um, and, you know, they're, while they may while they may have golf interests, they're not necessarily golf members. And but they enjoy they still are proud of their club. They want to wear the logo. They want home items that have the logo on. Um, you know, we look for ways that they can they want to support their club. And they may be you know as the as the kind of cross between retail, they can be court sports, 
and still are looking for those athletic brands that we're carrying. Um, they could be, you know, as Haley said, dog walkers and, you know, enjoy being out. And they, they want that pullover. They want that hoodie that, that has the logo on and, and to support the club. And um, so I think making sure our team is properly trained and listening and taking feedback is an important part of it and uh, making sure that we're not just focused on, on the golf member. Yeah. And also how many kids do we have registered now? Like 800. We have, or we have over 950 yeah. member dependents under the age of 18 at the club. So not only does that, you know, come into sizing and offerings, but it's also fashion. And our our youthful members, they're uh, they're looking for different brands and different fits, and maybe some of our retiree, and also brings in different price points. So what we offer and, and having the flexibility of kind of creating those unique shops mm -hmm. allows us to to do that. Yeah, and I've died, we're selling a onesie right now with a turkey on it. And then that stuff flies out, whether it's people that live out here or grandparents buying it for their grandkids. That right. stuff is fun to buy. It's definitely not something you would normally see in a golf shop, but they love it. An interesting point about younger people looking for certain brands and everything too. And I, I would imagine for your club, it, it helps for the future because obviously these younger children or, or teens or young adults, you are obviously hoping that they when the time comes that they would become members of so sort of building a, a loyalty with them would, I would imagine help uh, bring future members to your club. A thousand percent. We've, we've seen as the, the city of Savannah and the surrounding area continues to grow and the County grows, we're seeing more and more younger families that, you know, are enticed to be in the community. And it would 15, 20 years ago, the landings club was looked at as a, as a, golf club for retirees and that has changed and you know we we rechanged our name we rebranded to the landings golf and athletic club as we do we are much more than just simply golf although golf is a main focus and a, and a key part of our club and we've seen those those families with the children um enjoy the you know the gated club experience the different activities the junior programs and uh, that's all tied into kind of the retail strategy and and speaking of that i know overall in terms of sales it's been fairly successful with having this different approach with the shops. It, can either of you kind of talk about the sales figures a little bit, even just in general? Yeah. So let's say you joined it four years ago. That was about three years ago. So I think the approach is very different where things were pretty separated. So each location was running its own business, essentially, instead of working together. And when Scott joined, that's something that he wanted to change. And my position, there was no one in this role for like 15 years. So creating a cohesiveness and a greater like team feel, I think has equated to a lot of that to get people to work together. Um, I mean, we, like everyone else, we saw the spike during COVID because everyone was right here. And then not that it's flattened out, but how do you go like this and then keep it like this? And I think that plays in into this lifestyle feel of not leaving the island like you're gonna walk around we have trails out here and just keeping with that but also people are going on vacation I mean they're traveling going out to eat way more and how are we going to meet those needs and staying on trend is only part of it you can watch the trends all day long but right well I think another two key parts of that is you know, pride in your club. 
right? Um, one of the things that that golf clubs have that's <clears throat> unique is is our individual logo. And I think it's an important for us as we continue to to grow the pride of our membership and wanting to say, you know, I'm a member at the Landings Golf and Athletic Club. They're looking more and more to support that logo when they do go on those vacations and they travel to other golf communities or to, to golf resorts or just, you know, to places. They want to support that logo. They're proud of where they are. So it ties into the constant, you know, reinvestment that our membership has made into their own club. And the other, the other side of that is we, we touched on it a little bit, but I think the staff approach, right? Mm -hmm. we, we've looked at our team um, as how do we ensure that we're developing our team to be really strong operators and uh, having maybe a very young core golf professional team in cases, retail is a big component, not just on the education of the brands and making sure that they do know what's offered everywhere, but understanding how retail business works and maximizing margins and maximizing that service to membership and special orders. All of those items are really important so that our team can grow and develop to be golf professionals, stronger golf professionals here at our club for our membership, but also for their own careers as they move forward as well. Okay, very good. And speaking of golf though, I should, I did want to touch on the, the golf performance center that was open as I understand it in July of 2022. Um, Talk a little bit about why why it was open and, and what what it offers to members as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Phil. So we, um, as Haley mentioned, I, I joined the club just over four years ago, and I think it was my first day I was in my first meeting about a golf performance center, and it had been a topic for, for a number of years. And one of the benefits of having multiple golf courses and multiple locations is you have a lot of flexibility. One of the challenges that comes with flexibility is indecisiveness of, of where and what and how. And, you know, as the industry is, we looked at where's the growing trends of not just golf coaching and golf um, club fitting and golf club repair, but also the social interactive entertainment value of golf. And many times, you know, we, we discussed, should that be a combined item? Should that be two separate concepts. Um, where's our industry going with simulators and, you know, on course range, like top, top golf, top tracer, et cetera. So the membership was very committed into, to moving into a direction, um, you know, one way or the other. And we, we, we made the decision to really focus on that golf instruction, golf coaching, and then the golf fitting, um, golf club fitting programming. So golf, golf performance center was opened last year, as you mentioned, and, um, has three bays that are dedicated uh, to either glove, excuse me, club fitting or um, golf instruction. And then we have three external bays that our members can utilize to work on their game, get data on their own swing. But uh, having the right club fitter and being able to, again, provide service to ensure our members have the right fit clubs, the greatest technology working with, you know, our club manufacturing partners for those fitting packages, um, special fitting days, that are unique to them. Those have all been a really big success and very welcome by our membership. Okay, very good. Um, just looking ahead, any future plans for, I guess, the center, performance center, or any of the shops um, themselves that either of you'd want to mention at this point? Yeah, I think we've constantly looked at it, and this has been a club item as a whole, but we've constantly looked at how do we continue to refresh? So as Haley mentioned, you know, three years ago, we did a full clubhouse um, 
reconstruction. We tore down the existing Marshwood clubhouse, built a brand new clubhouse. So we had a new golf shop in that facility. Um, this year, we did a renovation of two golf shops, more of a refresh. So, you know, new colors, new paint, new fixturing, just to ensure that our membership, you know, is able to, to really see and enjoy the, the shopping experience. And then we've got an, our Deer Creek golf course planned to do a refresh for that shop as well. So while not major renovation in the retail front, just making sure we're constantly staying fresh, clean, and, uh, you know, presenting product to our membership the best that we can. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, again, congratulations uh, to both of you and, and I extend my congratulations to everyone who, uh, works there at the landings golf and athletic club congratulations again on receiving our honor as a top-ranked pro shop from club and resort business for 2023 congratulations thank, thank you. you and thanks for joining me here today on club resort talks i really appreciate it and uh best of luck to both of you uh, with everything you're doing there thanks you're welcome and just a reminder to uh listeners and viewers here you can see this podcast and others like this uh, by visiting us at clubresortbusiness.com. Until then, take care, stay well, and have a great day.